Today's scripture reading is from Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Please rise for the gospel reading. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. So John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judean region and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Good morning, church. It is great to see you all this morning. Thanks to, thanks to your prayer and support, my family and I had a good vacation last week. And this time, my family decided to go to Cancun again, the same result that we went to two years ago. On the flight to Cancun, one of my favorite things to do was to watch newly released movies for free. So I screwed down the list of movies, and then when I did it, one of the movies caught my eye. The title of the movie was, Where Are You, God? It's Me, Margaret. This movie gave me a lot of thoughts after watching it. If you have not watched this movie, sorry for the spoiler, but here's a summary of the movie. The main character's name is <coughs> Margaret, an 11-year-old girl born to a Christian mother and a Jewish father. Until she turned 11, she never met her maternal grandparents without knowing the reason why. One day, her teacher called her and asked her about a school project, wondering why she was not interested in writing about religion. Her answer was simple. She didn't want to upset either of her parents. However, deep down, Margaret always longed for a relationship with God, but didn't know where to start. Following her teacher's suggestion, she decided to explore different religious experiences. She visited a Jewish synagogue with her grandmother and, Baptist, and attended Baptist and Catholic churches with her friends. However, the more she visited different religious services, the more confused she became. One day, she asked her mother why her mother never visited 
her own parents. Her mother avoided the question, but later revealed what happened when she met her father, who is Jewish, and wanted to get married to him. That upset her parents, and since then, she never met her parents. As Christmas approached, Margaret's mother thought of her parents, and then she sent a Christmas to them. And they replied, expressing their desire to see their daughter and their son-in-law and their granddaughter, Margaret. And a few weeks later, they visit Margaret and Margaret's family as they expressed in, in the letter. And also Margaret's uh, father's mother also came to visit with her partner. They had a dinner together. Everything seems to be good for a while. Unfortunately, disaster struck after dinner. Margaret's grandparents began to argue over how Margaret's parents should raise Margaret regarding religion. <clears throat> this saddened Margaret, Margaret greatly to see her grandparents fight over religious differences. The wonder there was no Christmas party, no Christmas gifts, no Christmas miracle in Margaret's family. And the movie ends with her Margaret's monologue. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. To be honest, this movie bothered me a lot. It highlighted it highlighted white people turn away from church and from religious practices. We say we love Christ and we love all people. But this movie led me to ponder a question, do we really love all people? This film reveals a sad part of our reality, how we as Christians have treated others with different religious backgrounds. Anti-Semitism is not new. Instead of embracing those who have different perspectives on various issues, we build a wall between them and us, and we even harbor hatred towards them. After watching the movie, I tried to put myself in Margaret's shoes and thought, what does Christmas mean for her? Probably nothing, or even worse. How sad it is. Today's scripture reading, the Gospel of Mark, begins each chapter as follows. The beginning of the good news is about Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. Unlike other Gospels, Mark starts his book by proclaiming who Jesus is with a short 
and clear sentence, Jesus is the good news. Jesus is the good news. Do you believe that Jesus is the good news? I believe that Jesus is the good news. And I also believe that Jesus should be the good news to everyone. This is a message that Mark wanted to deliver to his readers. This is a message that Mark wanted, wanted, wanted to his readers to hear and know that Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, who came to save the world. This is because Christ came to the world, not only for us who identify ourselves as Christians, but everybody, literally everybody. And there was a mission of Jesus Christ on earth to save all people. But how should we prepare for Christmas to make Jesus Christ the good news for everyone? John the Baptist, who came before Jesus to prepare the way of the Lord, tells us how. Let's look at the scripture. Mark chapter 1, verse 4 says, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. He is calling people to repent in preparation for the coming of Christ. In other words, John the Baptist teaches us that repentance is a way to prepare for coming of Christ. Does it mean that we should repent to God what we have wrong, what we have done wrong? No. Many times we misunderstand the word sin that the scripture refers to, and we make a connection with mortal sins. However, the word sin comes from the Greek word hamatia, which means missing the mark. It implies that we have an inclined to stray away from the will of God. And the Greek word for repentance, metanoia, has been used. The word metanoia is not simply used to express remorse for a mistake or wrongdoing, but is employed when describing a fundamental change in a person, a transformation of one's mindset or way of life. Thus, the word metanoia points to a call for a reorientation to the way of life in Christ. This is a call to a new life. This is a call 
for a life of discipleship in Christ. Then what shall we do to prepare for the coming of Christ by repentance? John the Baptist explains some ways we can do this in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3. In verse 10, he answered the crowds who asked him how. He said, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. One way we can repent to prepare for the way of Christ is to share what we have with those in need. Because sharing shifts our mindset to see our possessions not as ours, but as God's. Sharing enables us to grasp God's intention for human beings. We are stewards of God's people and God's creation. In verse 11, John the Baptist said to the tax collectors who asked him how to prepare for the coming of Christ. He said, don't collect any more than you are required to. You know, in Jesus' time, tax collectors were considered as sinners, partly because they work for the Romans, and mainly because they overcharged. John the Baptist did not ask them to quit their job. Instead, he, just said, he suggested that they should do their job right without extra charges. In verse 14, John the Baptist says to the soldiers who ask him how to prepare for the coming of the Lord. He said, don't extort money and don't accuse people firstly. Be content with your pay. It means not to abuse your position and power for your profit living according to the will of God. Based on his teaching, we can understand that to repent is not merely, is not merely saying a prayer and ask God to forgive what we have done wrong. Instead, repentance involves change the way we live according to the will of God so that people know Christ in the light of our lives. That is how we prepare for Christ. Change. Going back to the story of Margaret, let's consider what the scripture tells us about changing our way of life to prepare for Christ, uh, Christmas to bring the good news to someone like Margaret. I'm not gonna give you an answer. You have to figure out your own. And last week, Reverend Gafford delivered a proper message to us. In his message, he emphasized that being awake doesn't mean never go to sleep, but rather it means being aware 
that God is with us all the time, even in the midst of disaster. Therefore, our focus should be on building habits and character to do right things in God's eyes, bringing life to this broken world. Through repentance, we can build the habits and character that God intended for us. It is through repentance that we can seek Christ and bring hope, peace, joy, and love to this broken world. Church, Advent is a season of a preparation for the coming of the Lord. This is time for us, this is a busy time for us to prepare Christmas parties and write in Christmas letter cards and prepare Christmas gifts and Christmas events like cantatas, pageant, and Christmas Eve services. These are all important in preparation for coming of Christ. However, I want you and me to pay more attention what the scripture says was in preparation for the coming of the Lord. By repentance, being awake, that is the message that our Lord gave us. And I hope you hold this message during this busy Advent season and share the gospel, not only with your loved ones, but those who you do not like, and also those who you do not know, so that they can receive the good news through your words and through your actions. Amen.